Welcome to Book Your Next Speaker, a podcast all about professional speakers from across the globe sharing their greatest learnings in their journeys of impacting thousands of lives through the power of their narrative. I am your host, Anshul Junjunwala. I am a speaker, author, and consultant on wealthy minimalism, and my passion is to explore the power of narratives and make it go global. So in this show, each week, we discover the incredible stories of individuals who believed in the power of their voice and share their wisdom and expertise with the world. So ladies and gentlemen, let's get started. From corporate to leaders in lipstick, from a mother of two boys to being a UN Karamveer Chakra awardee, our expert today has come a long way. And today she is with us to share all about her journey. Welcome everyone to Book Your Next Speaker podcast show by Anshul Jhunjhunwala. And today we have with us our expert, Siji Varghisi. Welcome, Siji. Thank you so very much, Anshul. Privileged to be here. Thank you so much once again. So Leaders in Lipstick, Siji, that sounds like an interesting title to your work that you have been doing for the past whole decade. Talk to me a little bit about your journey. How did this wonderful concept of leaders in lipstick come to life? So if I have to just start with my journey after doing my graduation in microbiology and biotech, and then post doing my MBA in finance, I immediately landed up with a campus job in with a pharma organization. And very soon I got married and I got into motherhood took a sabbatical, came back, joined in with in a bank, headed the bank and the insurance organization as a branch manager and as a branch head. This went on for close to one and a half decade. And then some point in time, I somehow felt that I need to spend more time with my boys because every day, 14 to 16 hours in the corporate space was really taking a toll on me. And that's when I decided, let me do something. And I wasn't sure what exactly, because as an entrepreneur, you have a lot many questions for yourself, what next? So something which was uh, intellectually stimulating, something which was more intellectually intensive and not capital intensive. And I thought, let me just try out training. And that's how training happened, by just a choice and a chance and a feeler. So that's how training got into me. And three years later, I was like, there's no looking back. I'm not going back. And I continued with my journey in the cognitive and the behavioral part of uh, the soft skills training. And during my journey, uh, almost uh, 800 workshops old and around 45,000 participants in this entire decade, I used to do a lot of programs exclusively for the women folks, the women leaders. Now, Having said that, uh, you know, there was so much fun when I used to be interacting with the women folks, especially from the corporate space. I could relate with them so very much, so much of the certain types of uh, gender stereotyping, some kind of biasing, some kind of superwoman syndromes that typically women go through, some kind of balance issues. How do you balance your personal and your professional space, motherhood issues, teenage kid issues? And I have been watching that so closely. And every time I would do a session with the women leaders, I would really find it very satisfying and gratifying. And I would go around and feel that this is somewhere that I really connect with, probably because I have been there and I can really understand the ache, the pain and the hurt and the wound and the love and the happiness and everything around it. 
so with that thing in space you know mind i would go around and check some more things like i always have seen that in the c suit like in the the chros or the cfos or the c suit of uh, the representation of women is just 4% whereas in the mid management it's the 25% of representation of women and i would keep wondering where is this drop of this 21% and i felt that this was one area we should really work on because the women have the potential to be there what is causing that uh, dip what is that thing that is not really you know aligned with most of us is it because the conditioning the culture or is it something beyond that is it something that we feel that we don't have the best versions of ours uh, tapped at the right moments or is it that we do not get those exposures or how is it So even while I would be training, I would always realize that as a trainer, also we would always say, "Oh, he." You know, when we are talking about the manager, the manager would always be addressed as a he, and I would like to be more gender agnostic, and I would be always questioning why a he, why can't the CEO of the organization be a she? And so there went my journey to go ahead and work on it, and that's how leaders in lipstick came in, and I felt. that as women folks we have so much more to give and i thought i should support help assist enable empower so that we together as a tribe can flourish and make it out there because we really deserve to be there right i love that concept of leaders in lipstick and also of the fact that one woman supporting so many others that is really really nice tiji tell me a little bit about uh, leaders in lipstick as a keynote that you do for various organizations and what does it mean for women leaders when you go and talk to them what is it all about okay so leaders in lipstick uh, encompasses huge space where we are really talking about empowering women leaders so when you come to women leaders so there are so many things that they really need to be addressed with so talking it from the point of view or in a corporate how do real women get ahead in the corporate space how do they manage or balance with their personal and professional lives how do they build on the softer skills more better because they are already good with a lot of negotiation conflict resolution and many other things we are so much adept at already so here is the thing that you know when i used to be going to organizations i always used to feel that whenever women reached out to me post a session they would say that what you said that was just it just struck a chord with me and there was a right uh, chord that stuck with me and stayed with me forever and i i really want to come back to you and feel that i can go ahead and tap my hidden resources and you know get the best out of me so how can you help me with that so every time i would be doing that that would just keep on coming to me back and i would say why not why don't we design something that's for women by women and all for the women across and as tribe advocates you know we we as a tribe you know help each other for that nurturing for the flourishing for the growing because this is what a community is all about and this is what the community i'm planning to build around with so that the gen z and the millennial women folks are able to learn from their previous counterparts as well as learn from their peers too because there's so much that we have in common though we maybe from different generations there's something called as a generational empathy we always can download that to a great extent and all of the women who have made it on the top they are able to handhold they are able to mentor they are able to enable and empower the ones who are climbing up so that they do not make the same mistakes what the ones who have already done 
to create that experience, to create that space, to create that uh, space and bonding. I always felt there was some need for the community. And that's how Leaders in Lipstick came, became as a community. And that as a keynote really helps because striking a chord with hundreds of women out there is like next level gratifying. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And um, more so in this time, right? Tiji, uh, the last 13 months have been so challenging for the world and also for the women of the house, right? Who are uh, like leaders in lipsticks when they come to their corporate space and at home they are like the superwoman uh, syndrome that, that you know, you spoke about. So how do you think leaders in lipstick is a concept relevant in the pandemic? So I feel leaders in lipstick is basically to find the balance and also to tap the un or the hidden resources. So here is what it does, especially the pandemic. Most of us have been working from home and managing home with work is quite a task. It's quite a daunting task for most of us because we have come from a space where we used to easily demarcate between what is home and what is work. As we are at work, we are totally at work. When we are at home, we are totally at home. What happened here was when there was a fusion of the home and the workspace, there was total chaos and confusion. So the fusion actually led to a lot of confusion. So here is what we thought we should work on. It's like as much as the male counterpart of the house has the access to sit into a single room and do with the calls and everything, it's also important to know that as a woman, I equally have that responsibility, the support and the ecosystem to be built in such a way that I'm able to demarcate. But having said that, we still get into the space of being domesticated and at work at the same time. Of course, this is a challenge. We are still working on it. I think if we've moved and evolved a lot in this last 14 months. We've become adept in handling everything so beautifully. So I think leaders in lipstick actually salutes and bows to the spirit of womanhood because without them, nothing would have been possible in this pandemic. I think in the pandemic, the only sane factor is the woman in the house. Talk to me, uh, Siji, a little bit about what is it that you share? Give us a sneak peek into uh, your talks that you share with the women leaders out there. Give us a little bit of sneak peek. Okay, so what I speak, one is most important is the self-love because I always keep telling, you know, because as mothers, as wives, as daughters, uh, we typically, because we are from the culture that we are, we always keep the others before us. So somewhere we kind of tend to neglect ourselves, our health, the way we uh, regard our finances. If I have to see most of the women that I've interacted very, very, very few of them are, uh, you know, prudent with their finances or not prudent, but knowing the basics of where money is getting invested or what's happening with the money that's being saved or how is the money being saved or what are some of the things that's available to them. So for and so on, it's like everything is done by the man in the house. And so I find, you know, this is something as an independent woman of today, even after being independent women, after having done corporate uh, spaces, being in the leadership roles, you find a lot many women when it comes to household savings or, you know, wherever the savings are or the finances are considered, they seem to be lacking a lot much of knowledge. 
So here's what I would go ahead and say that it's being independent is good, but having a knowledge of everything is important, right? So knowing what is happening at your home finances, that's your baby too. It's just not that what is going in the stomach of every person, but it's also to know what and how your bank account looks like. To know how you can read through your mutual fund documents or through your insurance policies, that's also as essential because you will need it. Eventually, you will need every bit of the documentation that's there in your house. Second thing is like this, as I said, uh, self-love, self-care, because we tend to neglect ourselves. We feel we need to care for others. We need to love for others. Important is that if we don't take care of ourselves, how do we ensure that we can take care of the rest of the family? Or if we don't love ourselves, how do we ensure that others will love us? So I would go ahead and say that give yourself that space because you are so important and you're so very important that if you do not take time out for yourself, you probably get frustrated in that space. You probably may not be able to enjoy that journey. So go ahead, give yourself that space, relax, breathe, have your cup of coffee, snuggle into the uh, you know bean bag with a nice little book. Have your me time because that's so very critical and so very essential. And another important thing that I say is that, you know, shrug away the role of a superwoman because that's the thing that we feel, you know, as a mother, as a, uh, as a daughter, as a sister, as a wife, uh, and also as a corporate leader, we feel we have to be perfect everywhere. So let me tell you, no one's is perfect. No one is perfect. We need to create that support system, that ecosystem around us and have a belief that we can do just this much. And this much is also quite a lot. So let's not get into and feel too guilty and pressured about I did not do. It happens with everyone. It happens with me also. And like it's, it's like going for a sports day and not being present when the child was getting the medal. He comes and hits me every day, you know, but then I say, it's okay, that's once in a while, but you've been getting so many other awards and I've been there all the time. So you have to let go because you can't be present everywhere and that's fine. And that's absolutely fine. So can give yourself that space, breathe. Uh, there's so much of you that's more productive. There's so much of you that's creative. That's so much of you that you can evolve and use uh, for everyone, for yourself and for everyone around you. I mean, you're an inspiration. Wow. <laughs> I love that. I love that, Siji. And uh, what I'm hearing here is that the women leaders often are very harsh or hard on themselves and they are either struggling to balance their personal and professional lives or even within the corporate space, they are probably just restricting themselves to what they are told to do or what they're meant to do, but they are not really independent when it comes to finances, uh, getting involved into finances, etc., etc. So what you are doing with your talks is trying to help women find that space where they can be independent, find time for themselves, and also within the corporate environment, break the glass ceiling to progress and go to the next level in their professional lives. Is that what I'm hearing is right? Absolutely. Especially the glass ceiling, especially going through all that gender stereotyping and still making it to the top. It's like amazing, amazing. Plus, of course, uh, supporting your own tribe anywhere and anytime. I always would uh, hear that, you know, a woman leader normally doesn't uh, connect well with another woman colleague. But I want to say that I have seen different 
spaces right now. The millennial and the Gen Z women share a brilliant rapport with each other and they bond so well. And I feel we all together collectively can really get to that space where there's no gender stereotyping, there's no gender bias. And we can equally ask for a same salary as much as the men get, because even today we get at least 25 to 30% lesser than what a male counterpart at the same space earns. Isn't that an irony? I mean, you do the same work and you still don't get that. Absolutely. So yes, what I'm again hearing is that we're trying to transform work cultures to be more inclusive to be more uh, equal as we would like to see in an ideal world. So that is really amazing, Suji. Now, I want to depart a little from leaders in lipstick and ask Suji Vargisi, who is Suji? Who are you beyond your work, beyond your profession? We have seen your bio and you are a personal brand all over social media. People are wanting to listen to you. But who are you? What's that one thing that nobody knows about you? I'm a diehard romantic. That's something I guess very few of them know. (laughs) I am a doting mother. I kind of uh, spoil my children. I feel so. This is something that I, I sometimes I feel I shouldn't, but then I love doing that. I spoil my boys quite a bit. I'm a diehard romantic. I love surprises. I love giving surprises too. And anniversaries, birthdays hold special meaning for me. My mom is somebody whom I love to go to person when I am struggling with some decision making. She still is my strong support mentor pillar when I need to make some critical decisions in my life. I really go back to her. So many a time some people would say, you are teaching the world. Why would you go back to your mom? And I would say, Merely because of her experience and the way she knows me, no one else knows me better. So it's always good for her validation. Of course, approvals and validations are not always needed, but some once in a while you do need. So I'm, I feel I'm a doting mother. I'm a diehard romantic. I'm a foodie. I love food. I love uh, especially the Mexican food and the Indian food a lot. Wow. So you you really actually brought me to my next segment. And that is the rapid fire questions. I want to end this podcast on a fun note. And I'm going to ask you some five questions. And as the name suggests, it has to be rapid. Okay. So are you ready? Yes, absolutely ready. All right. So here we go. What's the one thing that Siji Vagisi cannot live without? Food. Food. <laughs> okay. Second, what's the place? Which place will we find Siji Vargisi as her hideout? Where will we find you? Okay. In the bathroom, uh, I have a small little place where I have keep my books there and I snuggle up and sit there quite a lot. You can find me there. Oh, <laughs> what is your favorite holiday destination? My favorite holiday destination would be Lankavi. All right, amazing. Now tell me what inspires you every day, Siji? What inspires me is that the new day, a new start, and I'm looking forward. Something or the other thing is like exciting me all the time. I'm excited for no no reason. Just by the virtue of getting up in the morning, I'm like, there's something good happening today and let me just go have fun today. So I feel one life, live it up. So that's how I look at it. Wow. Now final question, let's end it with a bang. Tell me that one quality of yours you are proud of 
highly positive, highly optimistic. I can never see the flip side of anything. I always look on the brighter side. And I live life like that because I, I always feel I'm somebody who's like a spring. You know, you cannot press me down and keep me for a long time down. I just kind of tuck and just spring back, uh, getting back my smiles and very hopeful of every single day to look beautiful. Wow, I love that. Thank you so much, Siji, for being so candid on this conversation with you. Leaders in Lipstick is the future for equal workspaces, for inclusive workspaces. Thank you so much for adding so much of value to our audience today. Thank you so much, Anjil. Thank you for having me. Really a privilege to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this podcast show. Next week, we will be back with another speaker who will be sharing about his or her journey in the speaking industry. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Book Your Next Speaker with my esteemed guest. If you enjoyed this conversation, please share this with someone who you think would benefit from the ideas, insights shared on this episode. And also, if you can take a screenshot of this episode and share it on Instagram. But don't forget to tag me. I am at Archel underscore The Wealthy Minimalist on Instagram and share the biggest takeaways from this episode. And don't forget to tag Wine.Studio and Wine.Speakers Bureau handles on Instagram. I would really appreciate if you could leave your review for the episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this episode. This will help us to reach out to new listeners for this show. Now make sure you have hit that subscribe button. But most importantly, thank you so much for tuning in into this show and I will see you in the next episode. Goodbye till we meet again. Make sure that you are believing in the power of your narrative. Your narrative.